Welcome to Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein. And this is Ryan Ripstein. And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive. We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others. And just a reminder, this is our story and it personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice. Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening. everyone. Welcome back to episode 10 of Hope Ahead. This topic today is about sex and its involvement in trying to conceive. And so we're kind of excited to have this topic, but it'll be maybe a little, I guess, awkward because not a lot of people talk about sex Mm -hmm. in in this area, right? Because it's maybe a little um, uncomfortable, right? But we wanted to have this topic in there because, I mean, you need to be intimate in order to have a child, right? And so how we kind of pull this apart and discuss it will be, um, you know, things that we've struggled with and then how we turn it back around to God Mm -hmm. and how God intended it to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to open this up in a word of prayer and just to guide our conversation and um, just once again be praying for you guys as you're dealing with this or just whatever trial you're going through currently. So dear Lord, thank you for um, today. And of course for our audience and um, thank you for my husband and thank you for this opportunity again with this podcast to have these discussions. Mm -hmm. I pray that you would guide our discussion today um, and help us to say what we should and and not say what we shouldn't and really just keep the focus on you, Lord, that you get all glory from the situation and that you continue to help us on this trying to conceive journey and continue to help our listeners and whatever they're dealing with on the day-to-day or also on this journey with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, you know, obviously, like I said, we're going to be talking about sex and about um, intimacy between a husband and wife when we're trying to conceive. So, you know, Ryan and I got married in 2017, as we kind of gave the intro back in the beginning of starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to start trying to have our family in 2019. So unfortunately, you know, as we said, that ended in miscarriage. And, you know, here we are now for a little over four years later, Mm -hmm. and we're still waiting for that miracle baby. And it really just kind of put into perspective how Initially, you know, when trying to have a child, um, the act of sex and, you know, the timing of it is very exciting and it's more frequent and it's kind of fun because you're like, oh, maybe this time is for the baby. Maybe this time is. And you're not really putting a whole lot of stress on the exact timing. I mean, maybe you are a little bit. Well, but, before there's a problem. Right. That's what I'm no saying. Problem. Like, yeah, right. you're, so just, it's like, you're just kind of. All you know to do is have sex when you to want to. And, yeah. And yeah, that's right. So, so and, you know, uh, getting into that kind of one of the things that we've also talked about, too, is, you know, as more time goes by or had gone by for us where we weren't getting pregnant, mm-hmm. we'd get the questions of. You when know, are you going to have a baby? When family. you get a baby, you yeah. want babies, these kind of things. And for me, I knew that that was difficult for Naomi. Mm-hmm. Especially after a, the miscarriage. It's just a difficult, yes. difficult topic. Yeah. Um, that she really didn't want to have to deal with because then you have to get into explaining mm-hmm. 
why and it brings up all the emotions again like we talked about mm -hmm. over and over and and i knew that that was the case so i came up with a way to divert the conversation mm -hmm. away from that in a way that we didn't have to talk about the topic i knew my wife didn't want to talk about right you took kind of the awkwardness the awkwardness and i moved it from the awkward topic we didn't want to talk about to an awkward topic that I knew nobody else they wanted didn't to want talk, to talk about. about. Yeah. And that was <laughs> to say back to them and says, well, we, we practice a lot. Right. Having, or we practice you know, all the time. We practice yeah. making babies, which, yeah. you know, everybody, everybody like, oh. who is a certain age yeah. knows like what that involves. <laughs> and, you know, most people, I don't know that we ran into anybody who wasn't like, okay. Yeah. Not, expect, not expecting that answer. And yeah. he, he never does it to be like mean or anything right. like that or make them feel bad. He just more or less, like he says, kind of puts it back to where they're yeah. uncomfortable now about the topic. Right. And, and then so they, they kind of, the they kind of move on. And move yeah. On. Yep. Yeah. And, and again, so try it's that not, and see if it works. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't like, it wasn't to not answer their question. Right. But it was just that it was a sensitive topic. So now, and it was a funny way to derail. That's right. It's yeah. a it's a nice kind of joking way to just change the subject. Yeah. Um, now when it comes up, we don't do that anymore. Sometimes. Maybe maybe you do more it more, but but depending with... on the situation where we are, of course, you know, at like weddings or whatever, you're not gonna like let's get into all this stuff. But um, but when people bring it up, we're to the point now where we can say, well you know, if it's the appropriate time and right. situation, whatever, then we can get in to say, yeah, we're, we've been struggling with this. Right. And we even point to the podcast and say, mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've started doing this for the different reasons that we're doing and honestly, it. And now it's a that good it's, thing. Since it's been so much time that we have been trying, um, I think more people are aware of it or are sensitive to it. And like you said, mm -hmm. it is a little easier for us to bring it up. So if you're in the beginning part of this stage, we definitely understand where it's really hard to just talk about it. So if you need to use the funny anecdote, be like, well, we're, we're, we're trying or we practice all the time, you know, that's a good enough answer. And if people push you for it, you can easily just change the subject to something else. But yeah. for the most of the time, I mean, people, it's just a common topic, right? right? Like we've said right. before. You can't hold it against them because... Right. Usually it's a good thing to ask right. if everything is going well, and according I to plan. Well, and I used to do right? it in so. some sense. Um, prior, right? I yeah, mean, with just, just patience and stuff, like do. how many kids That's do you right. have? And, you know, and kind of small talk, but kind of yeah. not type yeah. of thing. It's just one of those topics that, you know, I mean, it's not like they're doing it to be mean or anything. They don't know. Right. right? So, yeah. I mean, so in just in that sense, so we, um, we probably, so after like the miscarriage happened and before we really got into, the nitty gritty of like knowing that it wasn't going to work for us, really trying to give it like a year, like they normally say, based on um, the age range at the time, you know, because I was 34 when it happened. And so I was still under the 35 range of where they're like, try for a year. And then normally after you're 35, they say six months. So, you know, we were giving it the time. And like I said, tracking some stuff, not really. And I wasn't even really like, I don't think we were really doing anything to like, help us get pregnant in the sense of like other than just having sex more often and different things because like there's different like lubricants out there that are supposed to there's different medications that they say try to help you along people put their legs up in the air you know different things to help the process right so we weren't doing that just yet we um and we weren't um as stressed about it 
at that time. But mm -hmm. then probably, I think we were discussing this earlier that um, we really kind of got more into the stress of it. I think once we started that first round of Clomid and we had to have timed intercourse. And mm -hmm. so because on that, they were like, you know, as soon as you get your positive LH, you need to have sex that day and then every other day up until um, I think six days after mm -hmm. that. So like three more mm -hmm. times just to make sure like you're getting around the mm -hmm. ovulation time. And so that was kind of one of the things to where maybe more of the tension started building. That's kind of bit. the beginning of it. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, like you said, we were talking about this before we started the podcast today. And, um, and it, you know, there's a while of it where it's just normal. It's just mm -hmm. what you're doing. We're mm -hmm. trying the mm -hmm. thing, right? And, but then at some point, right, if it continues to not work, you're still trying, you're still scheduling where the, the checking off the timeline or like right. fitting into the window becomes more priority than what sex is meant to be right. between a husband and a wife, right? Right. And, yes, for procreation, and was, we right. understand that, but for the intimacy of just being one, right, right. the way that God kind of designed it. Right. Yes. And I think that's kind of where, as we'll, we'll get into, into, into this podcast, is how, you know, trying to be aware mm -hmm. of when that happens between mm -hmm. the two of us or between, you know, this, you and your significant other, right. for the people that are watching and listening, is being aware of that there is a line, right? And as long as you're on the same page and as long as you're going into it and and this is the plan mm -hmm. or this is what everybody's agreed to or mm -hmm. this is what we're going to try to do, then that's good. But once it becomes more of a chore for one or the other, right? right? Or both or right. you know, those kind of things. And if it could be both, that it's a chore for both and neither one of them wants to do it. Right. But nobody but wants we, to bring it up and right. talk about and it. So then you both struggle with it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like whether um, the day of the week or the time of the day, you know, trying to time that out. So like I had learned about um, this is so this has been after I can't remember when I first got introduced to it. I feel like it was maybe in the 21 or something. There's like the proceed. Um, you can use a menstrual cup afterwards, supposedly, that kind of keeps um, the swimmers up in there longer. Um, like I said, the legs up in the air, which we did. It's not to say it makes sense, like when you think about it, because you're like gravity is assisting keeping everything. But um, when we even talked about it with the RE, you know, and he was talking about the IUI, he said he does make his patients lie there for about 10 minutes afterwards. But I mm -hmm. mean, normally it gets up into the fallopian tubes within like a minute or two right you know? I actually asked him that, that yeah. question yeah I mean I was like I don't I don't know if this has anything to do with that I think is how I phrased it I was right like, but it's just a question I was like how long does it take from the moment of ejaculation which right. is very short-lived right to the time that the sperm get to where they need to get right and and it happens right and he was like a couple minutes like yeah. it's fast. So, I mean, if it, it hasn't happened, it gets through the vaginal yeah. environment. You know, hopefully, like your cervix is open, so it gets up into your uterus. They have to swim up there. They mm -hmm. have to continue to swim up into the fallopian tubes, and that's where they can even tend to hang out a little bit, um, or even, I guess, even 
maybe in the cervical mucus environment, mm -hmm. that's what feeds them, you know, to keep them up there for up to, they say can be to five days. I think the mm -hmm. normal is like three to five days that yeah. they can survive. If everything is good cervical mucus, yeah. right. Everything's yeah. hospitable and our female environment's not killing off the male environment. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean like using stuff like that, there was even a time where I did try the mucinix ordeal. So mucinix as a whole, you know, if you've ever taken it for being congested or whatever, it thins the mucus out for your chest, right? So you can breathe better, you can cough things out and relieve it. So the idea is to, oops, sorry, to, um, I guess, create more mucus down there. But like I said, it thins it out. So it doesn't really do the job that good fertile cervical mucus is supposed to do with being like a little thicker, the egg white consistency and everything. So um, I'm not going to say that it hasn't worked for people, but the, um, I guess the science behind it isn't entirely backed, right? right? So, but I'm like, I would try anything, you know what I mean? Right. And Keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. Try would, anything that, that we try, can. That phrase. <laughs> that phrase. Yeah. Um, and then I would try not to eat or drink certain things during the time of implantation, um, try to better my chances for making sure that my environment was hospitable, you know, and I would, both of us would try to keep the active intimacy fun so that like he was saying, earlier, like it wasn't a chore, mm -hmm. right? Because once again, that's not the way it's intended. But when you're in this trying to conceive time, and you know, you have a certain window, right? It's like, sometimes, you know, you might only be doing having fun in that sense for like a couple of times. And then all of a sudden it's your window peak and you're like multiple times. And that's not really like the way it really was designed. Right. You know, mm -hmm. just whenever you kind of come together mm -hmm. in that kind of way and yes, focused around ovulation time based on what science proves with the window and everything. But if you get too focused on that, which we're going to kind of talk about, mm -hmm. it really can create tension between the two. And once again, that's when, you know, Satan can weasel his way in mm -hmm. and kind of put you a little bit in some self doubt or maybe judging the other one or feeling like you're not doing enough. I mean, how often have we felt that we're not doing enough? Someone else does it better, you mm -hmm. know? So, mm -hmm. um, but yes, like we were saying, you know, Sex is meant for procreation, but it's also the way that God uses it to bond a husband and a wife in a unique and connected way that they become one during that moment. It's very special. And, you know, in today's world and society, it kind of is a little abused in that way, but not the way God meant for it to be. Right. Right. So keeping that in to perspective. And I would know sometimes, like I said, in that, especially, like I said, in that year of 2021. So, I mean, have been about two years of trying that's probably a little bit more where we got or I got a little bit more focused on the timing and that if we didn't time it right yeah it that was because we messed it up or something mm -hmm. right so I would get frustrated when like he would have like a tough day at work and I'm like it's go time you need to like get in a better mood and then you know and it's like and Which then I doesn't help no. get people in better mood, right? right. So Right. It's yeah. kind of, you know, the opposite effect for sure. And then I would get stressed because then I would have to try to get him in the mood, even though I wasn't really in the mood myself either because it was the stress of the moment. Yeah. It, it was, was a vicious, vicious cycle. Vicious cycle for sure. <laughs> Jinx, Jinx, yeah. for sure. <laughs> you can tell we're married, yeah. right? Um, 
but anyway, just in the sense of trying to get in the mood when the other one isn't and you're not feeling it, but you feel the obligation, right? you know, and, and I would feel like if we didn't do it at a certain time that we completely missed our window and we were going to have to wait till next month anyway. And once again, like I said, it just created the tension, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's kind of, again, what we were talking about, we were trying to work out the timing and remembering mm -hmm. that because this is not a current recent no. problem, right? No. This is, no. we're, we're kind of jumping back and doing right. a flashback. Um, because it's something it, like specific to the situation. Right. I feel like and every I think couple does that, with. I think it spanned over a, a longer period of time, mm -hmm. whereas the other things we tried or whatever, they were short lived and they had their time and we tried all the mm -hmm. things, but but this one, like I talked about uh, a little while ago, where it wasn't very obvious to me at first, like it maybe rubbed me the wrong way, right? When it was like, oh, we got to, and mm -hmm. it's the time. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, it's the time we're doing this thing because of Clomid and we're trying to, mm -hmm. there is a timing portion of that, right? Consideration. And, right. and I was like, okay, we're doing the thing. And, this right. and that. But then it got to be, like I said, where that was the most important thing. Right. Right. And he would kind of dread if I was like, okay, it's ovulation time, well, you know, I mean, I don't know about it. Not I dread just, it in that way. Not dread. I just, it made, I like, I stopped caring. Yeah. Like it got to the point where I really didn't care whether we did or not. Like, right. I would, in my mind, I kind of had thoughts like I would rather not get pregnant and not have a kid right now. Mm hmm then continue to go through Well, this, and to right? know that it was like almost a forced act. That's right. To have the kid rather than in love, right? right. In that moment, and that's, yeah. And that's kind of where maybe, you know, as we started talking about it and we would reminisce and have our walks and after the fact. Mm -hmm. So this is all looking back, yeah. right, at what we had gone through in the moment. It, I don't think I could have explained it. but But looking back, it almost felt like like acts of desperation. Yeah. Right. Like we were literally just trying anything. And this mm -hmm. was another one of the things we were trying, right? The Clomid mm -hmm. and the timing and the mm -hmm. supplements and all these other things we talked about in previous episodes of just all together. And I was like, I don't feel like it should be this hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like it should be this hard to have in. I don't feel like it should be this hard well, for we, our relationship right. and we having fair to one another, having either. fun yeah. while we're having sex and like right. all these things. And it was just a chore to the point of, you know, where it was maybe stressful for my body. There were mm -hmm. some times when my body would not cooperate with having sex. Like, right. and that was frustrating for you right. and, and these kind of things. And like, you know, what do you do with that? Right. And maybe that's kind of gotten, had me starting to think in certain ways too of like what's wrong right it should you know this isn't it's not supposed to be this hard right, right? and it, yeah. it was just this big thing of like this is just not fun anymore mm -hmm. and like I said to the point where I was like I'd rather just not right right which right. was probably frustrating for right. you and it's just a vicious cycle like yeah. we said where it's and I would put a lot on the timing because you know, when you ovulate, they say you have that 24 hours. And then like now recent science is saying, no, really, it's only 12 hours. And so the best time to have sex is technically before you ovulate, because then the swimmers are already there. So you get the egg before it even starts disintegrating mm -hmm. and everything mm -hmm. like that. 
And so then I was all stressed about like, oh, if my temperature dropped. But then like I told you those other times, my temperature was all over the place. Mm -hmm. There was no, I had no idea. I mean, the keg was probably the best thing to kind of give me the most advice about my fertile window. But I mean, other than that, I had no idea. And I'd just be like, okay, you know, if I would be like ovulating, let's say anywhere between 12 to 15 days in my cycle, like, well, we got to, you know, time it out to day 10 or up and through day 17 or something to try to get it around that. And, you know, especially like if he would travel or we'd have long days at work, you know, it's like I said, it's just, we're almost like, yeah. Yeah. Life And we're almost fighting against it so much that it's like, what are we doing to ourselves? right. Right. Yeah. You know, instead of fitting it into life. I mean, not that you shouldn't, plan time together and of mm-hmm. course all these things mm-hmm. but i mean make the plan and if life happens right adjust the plan not ram the plan down each other's mm-hmm. throats mm-hmm. type of thing of like we're gonna do this and everything right. like that so i mean the main thing i think the main takeaway is you know talk of course like we've talked about communicate talk about it and pray about it together pray about it what is the goal of yeah. what you're doing um, you know, with the clomid and the timing, you know, have it, have it in your mind of if I'm starting to get frustrated with my spouse about something that they're not doing or mm-hmm. whatever expectations again, mm-hmm. right. Then that is a, should be like a light bulb to be like, let, we need to talk about right. this and we need to get well, back on. And like page. he said, like he, I don't, he couldn't pinpoint the time exactly when he started feeling it. I really think it was more, I noticed more tension in the year of 21, probably after we've been to the fertility clinic and even after the hysteroscopy and stuff, because once again, everything came back fine. And I was like, well, if everything keeps coming back fine, I'm like, well, why not? It's got to be just a timing issue. Cause even the RE had talked about that. He's like, your guys' timing, you know, that's why he didn't want to do IUI. Cause he's like, that's just timed intercourse. But I was like, okay, we just must be mm-hmm. doing something wrong or off or something but by that time we had started on new supplements you know we had more education behind us to know about like um, when I would ovulate and everything Mm -hmm. and so but what it ended up being is I mean I really like we said we like to go on walks you know that's a really good way for us Mm -hmm. to sometimes talk and everything but um I really had to ask him yeah so if you're noticing maybe some tension between you and your husband on the wife's side you know Ask him in the way that doesn't put him in defense, right? You know, like in an open and safe place. That's what a marriage should be, right? Without the judgment and just check in to see how he's feeling about it. And if he he could totally be like, I'm fine, whatever you want to do. Yeah. That's great because that's mostly where he was. But this was one of those things where he's like, I feel like you're on me all the time, you know, for like, and we weren't. I think you even said it's like we weren't having sex just to have sex. We were having it to just have a kid. Right. The and sex part didn't matter. Right. In the whole equation. Right. It's like get your sperm in me. Yeah. Was the and goal. And I didn't want to see him as like a sperm donor. That's yeah. Not the and intent, that's right? you know and it, and yeah. that's what it became. It's like we're not having sex to have sex. Mm-hmm. We're having sex for the the last seconds of sex. Right. 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 And and that to me it's like. It's just not, it's right. not enjoyable. Right. And and like what Naomi was talking about, it's got to be a personality thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, the the, the female, talk, you know, asking mm-hmm. the male or whatever. I mean, you two will know your personalities and, and discussions. That's true. I didn't mean with, that the guy can't no, check in. But, I'm, you know, like, I'm just 
Yeah, I know you didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying, like, highlighting. It's like, you know each other and ways to check in. And, I mean, it took us practice Mm -hmm. of and a different kind of practice. Obviously, we're telling this story. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, we're telling this story years down the road Mm -hmm. with a lot of hindsight and Mm -hmm. all these things. So, in the moment, we didn't know. Right. Right. We had to work through it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and it wasn't a very, long time for us Mm -hmm. but even though it wasn't a very long in like the sense of time it was still something that right longer than we would we still had to struggle through and communicate and pray about and really give it back over to god again you know because like there are people that maybe struggle through time again longer but it's all in how they view it and so thankfully you know we had some communication tools that we had learned previously like we had talked about the um, the marriage thing we did with re-engage, mm-hmm. you know, and um, knowing each other, like he said, so you know your significant other, your spouse, and knowing their best communication type, right? right? So, right, yeah, yeah. So um, that's mostly what we had about, yeah, guess, the trying to conceive journey and the act of trying to conceive, yeah. right? So just knowing that you should value intimacy in the way that God intended that Mm -hmm. he meant it as a special thing. Um, Yes, procreation is one of those things, but he meant it really to just kind of bond a husband and a wife, you know, in that sense. And if, you know, as an example, um, really we're we're talking about this specific example and we're pointing it out more than all the other things we've talked about Mm -hmm. because I think it really highlights you know that you it is possible to do too much of something mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. journey that mm-hmm. we're going through and, and then it's hurting someone things. that you love along with yourself right yeah and and that's what we really want what we're trying to highlight is you can have too much of a even quote unquote a good thing mm-hmm. right the clomid and the timing and the this and even though the intention is good it can end up with a bad result mm-hmm. right and you know, knowing when to stop, knowing when to step back, knowing when to have the communications and mm-hmm. the discussions and the talks. And reevaluate and what the yeah, priorities are. Yeah. Are yeah. we good? Do we need to try something else? Right. You know, all these things. And so, um, you know, I know we've kind of talked a lot without maybe the the bullet points of like check boxes, whatever you should do. And I think my main message and our main message is be willing to check back with yourselves and mm-hmm. particularly if you're getting frustrated yeah. with whatever's going on right. that is a good indication that because yeah. you know these, this is the person that i love the most other than god right you know god first my husband second but um so why would i be trying to make his life miserable because that makes my life miserable you know and that's not once again the way that this is supposed yeah. to go right yeah. you know if your priorities are right in that sense and really giving it over to god then he helps you check your heart and everything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that actually segues nicely into our uh, Bible verse, which is Genesis 2, 24. Mm-hmm. It says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Yep. So, you know, team, like we said, team effort all yeah. the time. Uh, Teamwork. But be- yeah. because we are actually two persons as one um I can't read her mind and she can't read mine. So we got to talk about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, and for sure, definitely need to, because I tend to be someone that can bottle up stuff, right? He doesn't um, like no, naturally bring things up and I don't have a problem, you know, um, asking or not even confronting. It's not in that way. But then I sometimes I'm not always ready for. You're not answer. ready for the floodgates so, to be open. Yeah, <laughs> so I can withdraw and yeah. then, you know, so yeah. working through that in yeah. that sense, like once again, like we said, like knowing who your partner, your spouse, who they are and how they best communicate makes you more sensitive to bringing up these topics and really just discussing it in the right way. That's not bashing to one another. Right. right? That's in a healthy way. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, very good. I'm yeah. going to close this out. Yeah, please. Yeah, thank you again for today. Thank you for this podcast and uh, giving us just the courage to do this and put ourselves out there. We just pray that it glorifies you and mm -hmm. does help those who are going through similar situations and um, that if it would just help one person, it's all been worth it, or one couple. Mm -hmm. um, we just continue to ask you to bless this podcast and bless our marriage. And bless the people that are watching and listening. And we just pray that uh, you continue to move through this effort. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. And just thank you to you yeah. guys for continuing to um, go on this journey with us. I really appreciate so all the love and support that keeps coming in. Mm -hmm. So, um, and him too, but I have more people obviously reaching out to me. Um, we tend to have a little bit more, obviously, with this issue a higher female audience, mm -hmm. but I do know several men that have been watching as well. So thank you to you yeah. guys and just those yeah. that are just loving on us and supporting us through this time. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Thanks y'all. Bye. Bye.